G'day and welcome back to another episode of the Luke's Lowdown podcast. We are flying through this series with so many insights from some really cool people who have actually spent some time to learn some lessons throughout this lockdown. And I have another person here today who's actually got a unique uh, experience from the start and throughout lockdown where he actually changed jobs. So he never actually got to go to the office, so to speak, which we'll learn about in a second. Um, and I think he's only been there once or twice, but I'm going to let him tell the story. I'm here with my good friend, Will Oldham. How are you, mate? I'm really good, thanks. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying sunshine and I've got a smile on my face. So uh, yeah, it's a good start. I love it. I love it. So as I, as I alluded to, um, yeah, you've got a bit of a unique story. Do you want to tell us, um, I always want to try and give some context to listeners. Do you want to tell us um, what your living arrangements have been during lockdown period and then move into your, your work and, and how that <laughs> is actually unique? Sure. Yeah. So um, it's, it's been a bit of a work, yeah, a whirlwind three, four months. Um, professionally as much as personally like you say I've, I've had a big change of big change of jobs um but yeah personally side of things living wise I guess I've been really fortunate in that um I've been in a in a two-bed flat which has swiftly become a, a one bed and a one office flat um so I've had a kind of separation from from work and I guess the evening space uh or or early morning space as it's as it's become as well um so that's been really fortunate for me um, in terms of kind of the physical environment that I've been kind of throughout lockdown. Um, I've had my other half living with me, which is um, a development that we hadn't planned. Um, she had her own flat, which again, she moved into the weekend before lockdown. Um, so that was a whole other kind of ball to throw into the juggling act. Um, so yeah, we've, we've been living together or we were living together before it all eased off a little bit recently. Um, so that was thrown into the mix as well, learning what it's like to not just live on your own, but, but live with your partner. That's, uh, I guess for some people that's the norm, but there was a lot of quick learning that we both had to do. Um, never, never always plain sailing as, as the best things are, as ups and downs. But I think we've, we've certainly learned a lot along the way, which is really cool. And we're still together and we're still, still both smiling. So that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a result. That's, that's the result. That's the result for sure. Um, no, so that's good. And yeah, so the work side of things, I had a big, a big change of career. I, I, I left the football club that I've been working at for six and a half years um, in early March um, and, and joined a different club. Yeah, early April, I think it was the second week of lockdown. Um, I was really lucky that it would have been really easy for them to turn around and say, we're just going to put things on hold for a minute. And um, and, and don't worry about coming in for a while, but actually they, they kind of welcomed me with open arms and, and said, yeah, it's a real tough situation, but we need you on board. We need you to come and uh, come and start right away. So, yeah, I, I went, I think I went six weeks before I set foot on, on site as an employee. Um, I'd been there kind of as, a, as an away team with, with my previous club before, but not as, a, as an employee of, of the club. Um, so I had my first full day on site, yeah, about six weeks into lockdown. Um, and this morning I've had my, my second morning this morning, funnily enough, um, <laughs> as, we're, as we're looking to get people back into training. So I've been through a whole probationary period, 
I am clear, um, <laughs> having, <laughs> having spent one and a half days on site. So it's, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. That's like, that's definitely unique. Um, and, you know, working for six weeks without actually seeing any, like in the, in the flesh, seeing any of your colleagues and yeah. going into the, to the office. Um, like, did you, did you meet anyone before? Like, did you get offered the job without an interview or did you have to go like through a normal interview process to meet people or what, what happened there? Yeah. So the recruitment process was pretty straightforward. That was pretty normal. Um, and regular that all, I mean, that, that all kicks off kind of before Christmas. So it was all, it was all set up, um, in good time. I, I met my, my now boss who I had known before football was a pretty small world. So I knew him before. Um, and I know, I know a couple of other guys at the club. Um, again, just from, from being around the game, but I'd probably say 85% of, of the staff who are, who are now my colleagues are, are people I still haven't met in person. Um, I've met them through a screen at, a, at the standard kind of induction and, and welcome process that, that people go through, um, where normally you'd be, you'd be shaking hands and sitting down for a coffee with someone. And actually, I was sat down with a coffee at my desk and they were 60 odd miles away. <laughs> um, through a screen so yeah I've, I've met an awful lot of people and started trying to build some relationships through a screen I guess um, that's that's tough you know like I I was involved in, with football all around the world up until I was 28 and um, that was my my life so I, I know what that environment is is like and it's very much um, very personable like you have the conversations whether that's before training or with players or with other staff and things like that so to then actually come into that environment as you said you've worked in football for, for quite a long time now to to sort of go into that environment to not be able to have as you said sit down and have those coffees and try and develop those relationships uh, through a screen like how how did how did you try and connect with others for the very first time for many of them through a screen? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I think so. I went into with a kind of an approach of um, everything that was had stopped being normal. So there was no normal training. There was no normal games. So it, it, in a way, that kind of it made it easier in that I didn't have to worry about kind of delivering the day-to-day -day stuff I could just focus on who the person is in front of me um so it's far more it's far more interesting to me to begin with anyway to find out who I'm who I'm speaking to and, and what my my old boss always used to say just find out what makes them tick that, that was his kind of his phrase um because if you can find out what makes someone tick you've you've got a far greater chance of um of being able to work with them and understand them um, and that's, I mean, that's ultimately at the heart of any relationship, isn't it? Be it, be it work or, or outside of work. Um, so I kind of saw it as an opportunity really to, to get to know people rather than get to know colleagues. Um, so I, I could probably say, I could probably tell you more about them as people and as individuals than I can about what they do on a day-to-day -day, day -day <laughs> basis. I don't, know if that, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, but that's, that's certainly kind of. Been, been my focus for the first first three months or so um i think that's really interesting yeah. i think it's really interesting because like i've never i've i've never had like a and i'm doing air quotes here traditional traditional job you know as a football player and now well i do whatever i do now as speaker and author and all that sort of stuff 
Um, so I've never really had an office job. Um, but I think it's really interesting that you make the, make the point that you, you get to know these people as, as individuals first before actually like a colleague, because you don't, you haven't had a chance to interact with them in the workplace. So, you know, they could be a lovely person, but you might find down the line that they're rubbish at their job and you think, <laughs> Oh, well, at least they're nice. Um, yeah. so, so then, do, like I think it's definitely a positive to to connect with them on a personal level because as you said, like uh, and as I, and I said as well, like football is a very small knit community. Um, mm-hmm. So then, like you said, you've you've been there for one day and, and this morning. Like, are you? <laughs> which is crazy. Are, are you, have you got a schedule of when it's going to be opening up for you so you can start spending time with these people in a work um, relationship? Sure. So, I mean, that, that's kind of, that was one of the first projects, I guess, that landed on my desk was um, these boys have been training from home since, well, since lockdown started, since March. Um, my job is to get them back, um, to get them back on site. Um, and yeah, to, to a degree, that will mean getting staff back on site as well. But certainly to begin with, it will be, how can we do it safely? The safest way to do it is to minimise the number of people on site. So... I, I won't be going back. The coaching staff will all be going back um, to deliver sessions. The boys will be coming back in for sessions. But all of the support structures that are kind of behind the scenes in an academy, I guess, they'll still be working from home. Um, so that, that side of things, have we got a time scale for it? Certainly not in the immediate, not in the short term um, future. So, yeah, I'm, I'm getting pretty familiar with my screen, um, which is... Good, good or bad, it's um, it is what it is, and people have kind of accepted that now. Um, but in terms of yeah, in terms of the human contact, that, that's been difficult. But I think I think as as much as new working practices might come out of this this kind of scenario that we're in, it will also mean that I, I hope, and certainly one thing that I'm going to try and take forward is, is the human contact will be will be valued that much more. Um, so even even when we are back in the office, it'll be a case of do you know what? Half an hour, let's just go get a coffee. Let, let's go get lunch together. Let's do something. Um, and that's a, a lot of that side of things we can, we can start to do. So I, I, could, I could ring up one of the guys and say, do you know what? We're meant to have a meeting in an hour. Let's just go get lunch. Let's, let's, go, let's go do it that way. Um, so I think, there's, I think there's opportunities to be found, much as we might not be going back to the office, so to speak, albeit the office is a, is a football club. Um, I think there's, there's definitely scope for that to happen before we go back to kind of, or we move forward to the new normal rather than going back to the old normal. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's a really, it's a really open um, way of looking at it. And I think it's, it's, it's really exciting for the club to embrace, mm. embrace that, you know what I mean? To continue the fact that you've all been really connected during this time and then hopefully continue that on. And that's one of the things that I hope everyone, and one of the reasons why I wanted to do this lessons from lockdown series was talk to people about what you have learned during this period and then try and help, help them or even just throw it out there. Does, can we use this moving forward? So what's been, some of the toughest things let's go professional and then you personally to yourself um what's been some of the toughest things that you've had to deal with during the lockdown phase i think um i 
think it's what, what we kind of talked about before in terms of the talking football over a coffee. I keep I keep talking about coffee. It's like I've got a, I've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something that kind of it goes really well with sport. But yeah, so we used to. Um, certainly in my, my old club, whenever we'd play a game, we, we'd almost set aside an hour afterwards for the boys would be debriefed, cool, they're, they're, they're done and dusted, they do their thing. And all of the staff would just come and sit down and talk, and talk through. And we'd talk through the game, we'd talk through the training that had led to the game, we'd talk through the training that's going to happen as a result of the game. Um, and it would, just be, it would just be a football chat. Um, and that's been... I don't think I'd really realised how much I'd missed that until, uh, so I went for a walk last last week with a friend of mine who works, works in another sport and we just talked sport and sport youth development and people development really, non-stop for like two hours solid. And I came back and said to my other half, I was like, that, that was just so refreshing. Um, and I, I don't think I'd realised quite how much I'd missed that. And that it's, you can you can do it through a screen, but it's just not the same. There's a, there's a real human element to um, sport has that ability because I think because it's such a physical thing as much as anything else that that if you're if you're there and you can feel it and there's an atmospheric part of it that you just can't get through a screen. Um, so that's I've probably only realised it more, most in the last few weeks, but that's been that's been a really big hole. I guess from from the professional side for me. Yeah, there's that big emotional connection, right? Mm. Um, and and with a, especially in team sports, um, you have that collective emotional connection that you're all trying to do something together. And whether that's as a, as a coaching staff, support staff, as you said, like you have the players are having their debrief, they're doing their thing, but all of you are chatting about what worked in training and then what that worked in the game. And then, okay, now we need to work on this for the next week and, and all the rest of it. There's, there's that real sense of connection between everyone who is trying to achieve something together, that, that teamwork connection. And you can, I feel like you can definitely have that when you have a one-on-one -on -one conversation because you, when you're trying to connect uh, on an emotional level to have a thought provoking conversation, um, mm -hmm. whether that, as you said, like you're talking about youth um, development, I know that's a big passion of yours. And when you yeah. have that, that sort of, uh, you know, like that deep conversation to try and you know, get some answers or create some answers or even more so create more questions. Um, there is that emotional connection and doing it through a screen. Like I've, I've chatted to a lot of people through screens and, you know, doing webinars and talks and stuff. And I, yeah, the the energy that I have during and after a talk to, you know, it could be like 100, 150 people was the biggest webinar that I did uh, during the lockdown. Yeah. And the, just like the, there was no connection to the audience like yeah. I normally would have. And it's the same when I was doing one-on-one -on -one chats with people, coaching sessions, it's hard to have that emotional connection. So, uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. I think a lot of people will struggle with that. Um, what about on a... Uh, from a personal, that sort of a personal one as well. But is there anything else on a personal level that you really struggle with? Yeah, well, I think I kind of alluded to it earlier. The living, living with my other half was kind of that. That wasn't in the that wasn't in the plan. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly at this stage. I mean, it was in the plan, it, you know, in due course. But um, I think we I think we'd both be be pretty upfront in saying that wasn't the plan at this stage. Um, 
it was something that we, we sat down and, and we had to work out pretty quick if, if that was good, what we were going to do or we were just going to, you know, stay apart for a while. Um, so that was certainly personally, that's been, that's been the biggest challenge. It's been a lot of fun. Um, that's kind of, that's, that's my framing for it. And certainly whenever we sit down and have a kind of real reflective talk about it, it's always, we try and frame it as we've learned loads. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's not all, it's not all been easy. Um, but I think we've, I think we've 99% of the time we've made sure that when one of us is having an average day, the other one is, is having a, a good day. There's, I, I don't think I can think of many days when we've both been having a really bang average day. Um, so there's, there's no, we can normally rely on kind of one or the other to pick us up. Um, so, and we've also just, go on. on. No, you're up. I just think we've we've also learned um, kind of what it's going to take moving forwards, <laughs> which is which is really good, and and that's kind of it's it's kind of a it's like a dress rehearsal, I guess. It's it's an opportunity you don't you don't normally get. Um, like the, I guess in a in a normal normal world, you move in and that's that, and if it doesn't work, that's kind of it. Whereas we've kind of had this chance and we could easily go back to kind of not living together and then still come together again eventually, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a, it's like a free hit. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. I, I want to know though, what have you learned about yourself from that experience? Yeah, good, good question. Um, I've kind of learned, I've, I've learned what I need, I think more than, more than anything and I've learned that I need I always knew that I'm really active I'm really kind of I like to move um as does my other half that's one thing that, we, that we've kind of got in common and one difference I've noticed is she just needs to move full stop it can be kind of almost meaningless um she's she's a PE teacher and a nutritional therapist and just moves non-stop all day in kind of the the regular world um, I need to move, but I need to, it needs to be kind of directed and it needs to have a purpose. So I like to train and I like to train for something and know that I'm, I'm further on than I was yesterday and closer to that goal than I was yesterday. Um, so that's definitely, definitely one thing that I've kind of realized that I need. Um, and I've also, I've, I've also kind of realized one difference. I guess I kind of went into it thinking, um, or being confident that I was super independent, I can live, I can live on my own, I can thrive on my own. Um, and I've, I've learned that, yeah, I, I can survive on my own, definitely, and I, and I can get by, but actually I'm, I'm better for, for having someone else alongside me. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of reinforced that, yeah, I can, I can be on my own, and I, I, can, I can get by and, and, and I'm okay. Um, but previously I probably would have said I'd be better off like that, whereas now I'm, I've kind of had the chance to realize that I'm, I'm better off when I've got, when I've got my sidekick with me. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, most of us are, most of us are. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But I'd, certain, I'd certainly gone through a phase of, of really kind of growing that independence and, and feeling, feeling really strong in my, in myself. And I, I've kind of, I've got to a place where I've still got that strength in myself, but realized it's okay to also be better with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's really important. And, um, I can't remember who 
who I first heard talk about relationships and, and, and your individual self in this way. I can't give credit because I can't remember, but I, I didn't make this up. I'm definitely st stealing it from someone. But they, were, <laughs> they said there's basically um, three different entities in a relationship. There's the couple together yeah. and then there's the two individuals, right? So sure. if you have felt that you've become really independent and you're, and you're content with that and you can where you are in that moment, in that day, that you're happy with where you are as a, as a person, right? Mm -hmm. And your other half is, well, she's where she is at. And, but if you can bring to the table into that third entity, that relationship, when you two, when both of you come together, if you can come to that knowing, well, I'm good by myself. I've come this far by myself. Let's see if coming with another person, living with another person, being more close with another person can help me grow slash us grow because you've already got that strong foundation of your own personal self and you know what works for you and what doesn't, then you're only going to strengthen the relationship, right? Um, depending on what your other yeah. half brings, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but just talking about you, cause you can bring one and a half of that three entities in the relationship. And I think as men, we don't have these conversations. A lot of men, especially in football, <laughs> okay? um, we don't have these conversations of like, yeah, like I, I really feel like I'm independent and I really feel like that, you know, I'm happy to live by myself, but what if I can be a better person? What if I can learn more about being in a relationship, you know, spending time with, an, with another person and also having reflective conversations like you touched on earlier, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's really important to, to speak about this. Um, yeah, this is exactly what we're doing now, but yeah, that three entity in a relationship, I always keep that in mind. And, and Vanda, my wife and I've talked about this quite a lot. It's, you know, it's a case of, you know, you have to do you for us to yeah. be able to do us. And, yeah. and that's really cool to hear that, you know, you were comfortable in your own skin living by yourself, but open to see what else was out there and how much you could grow as a, as a collective with you and your other half. So mate, well done. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. No, it's cool. It's cool. And like I said, it's not, it's not always been easy, but we're, no, we're yeah. certainly in a better place for it. Good, 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 good. All right, Matt, I, I do want to be, um, you know, want to make sure that I don't take too much of your time up tonight, but I want to finish with, with a question that I've asked a couple of people on this series is imagine tomorrow, tomorrow and the world goes back to its new normal. It opens up, right? The world opens up. Sure. You can go to the office every day from now on. Mm -hmm. All right. You and your other half are doing your thing and everything's flourishing and you're moving forward. You're training, you're moving, everything's great. What will you keep in the forefront of your mind that you've learned over this period moving forward into the world when it opens back up completely? Yeah, good one. Um, probably one thing that, that we, I guess we've both touched upon uh, is communication. Com, com, comms is king. That, that's kind of, that's a catchphrase that, that's, rung true in my head and, and certainly has been um it's, i mean it's been at the forefront of how how we've made it through to this stage through lockdown and i think will really put stammy in good stead moving forward um i've kind of yeah I, i'm so i'm a bloke working in football so i've got one massive stereotype around me there um and i've got i come from a military background my my father was in the military and i've 
I've inherited an awful lot of those traits there. Um, and one thing that he always taught me was, was comes as king. That's, that's come from him. And one, one kind of phrase that has always sprung to mind through this, this uh, kind of period is, is don't argue about putting the bins out. And, and what I mean by that is when, when you have an argument about who puts the bins out, nine times out of 10, it's nothing to do with putting the bins out. It's, it's, it's an aggregation of the previous week where you've just not talked about the little things that have come up and, and it's the straw that breaks the camel's back off. Why the hell haven't you taken the bins out? And actually it's nothing to do with that. And if you just talk beforehand, um, then you've, you've at least got a chance of kind of overcoming that. So that's, I mean, that's, that's huge. That's kind of, is it specific to lockdown? It's, it's been important throughout lockdown to make it through and it's definitely something that I'm going to take forward. Um, so that, that's huge. And the other, the other part that's kind of more specific to lockdown is, um, it's balancing ambition with being grateful for, for where we are now. And that's, that's, but that's both personal and professional for me. I've always been really ambitious. I've always wanted to push, um, kind of my own boundaries as much as those that have been imposed upon me. Uh, and yeah, that's been been work as much as kind of my own things personally. But I guess what this has kind of taught me is that might have to go and hold every now and then. Um, and it's okay just to pause and take stock and look around and think, do you know what, we've, we've got it pretty good at the moment in, in so many ways. Yeah, we've got loads of challenges, um, but there's always some positives to find. If you can, if you can top, stop, take stock, have a look around, um, do you know what? There's there's an awful lot of good stuff out there as as much as kind of the challenges that we face. So yeah, a, a balance of ambition and yeah, gratification and acknowledgement of of the the present. I guess that that's that's the big one for me. Yeah, yeah, mate. I I think that's that's the perfect way to 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 finish up today with uh, with that. Like we all, a lot of people want to achieve great things. They have that ambition. They have that drive. Um, but uh, you know you've got to be grateful for for what you do have right now um, and also put things into perspective you know of, yeah. of what you what you do have and and, and where you are in life it doesn't mean you can't see your friends if it means you, you can't even see your family but you're healthy then yeah. and you've got a roof really? over your head and you know you get your delivery every week like yeah. life, life's pretty rosy you know yeah absolutely um, so I think putting it into perspective and having and reminding yourself that although if you do have big ambitions and you, and you do have big goals, whether that's physical, um, professional or whatever, then you know, take check of what actually you have in your life with that, with that being, mm. being grateful and having that gratitude practice. Uh, I think you'll enjoy the present moment a hell of a lot more than if you're worrying about the fact that you can't get out and see friends. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it, it 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 also serves to serves to make the journey that much more enjoyable as well. Because ultimately, that's what that's what we're doing it for. You know, none of, none of us are really doing it for that final moment. You do it because because the journey to get there is a whole load of fun. Hopefully, 
<laughs> it is, mate. It is fun. And today has been a whole lot of fun as well, mate. I want to say uh, thank you very much for coming on the Luke's Lay Down podcast. I've got a lot of gratitude for you taking the time, Will. Uh, thank you for your insights. Um, and it's been a pleasure to chat with you. And I hope you have a great afternoon um, and also a great rest of the week, mate. Awesome. Thanks very much for having me. It's, uh, it's been a real pleasure. It's always good to talk. Always, mate. Always. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Luke Slowdown podcast. I have gratitude for all of you for tuning in. And remember, we are trying to share the knowledge of others throughout this community. So if you enjoyed this episode, remember to share it. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, subscribe on whatever platform you listen to them on and tell a couple of friends, two or three friends and say, look, I listened to this podcast with Luke. He chatted to this guy and there were some really good insights to get out of that. So definitely share it with your friends. So until next episode, everyone, you keep smiling, stay happy and healthy. Thank you.